Um, I've always appreciated our kids so much. I um, always, um, often, often, when I'm just observing them doing things, I get words, I just get things and impressions from them just, and what's unique about that is they're just being them simple, they're simple selves, they're just being who they are, what they are. And so I always appreciate them doing things and, and being up here. And um, so, and I was, uh, what'd you think of my piano player today? That carried, yeah, she's, Tempe's doing so good. Like, um, she's been a real blessing to work with and she's grown, come along so well um, in this short time. I forget when I started with her. I think it was uh, a little before the summer started when she began. So. She's doing great. Um, turn with me to Matthew chapter 21. Phyllis introduced this subject um, um, about Mike Bickle and his message saying that he had an experience with the Lord um, in Cairo, Egypt, um, very significant for him, and the Lord speaks to him some things to do. And um, I've had I've had a few of these encounters where I feel like the Lord tells me something. It's such an experience when that's a reality. However, it happens for you. If you've had something like that, you're really impacted, and you're. You're saying, yes, I've done that. Like, yes, yes, you know, it's emotional. It's, it's, it's a one-on-one -on -one moment. These mo we get these moments in our life. And in that moment, it feels like you've reached the summit, the mount. You're on top of the mount. It's, it feels like everything. I'm in this moment. The Lord spoke to me, and I'm in agreement with it. Like, yay, heaven, you know, I'm here. I've arrived. And... Um, the Lord says to Mike Bickle, I mean, I don't know if anybody else that's heard this at that moment, you've not yet done it. You've said yes, but you've not yet done it. Well, if you have any experience under your belt at all, you know that those moments come and go, come and, go and they are not the summit, they're they're just the delivery of the message. It's just the mailman man stopped by and gave you a letter. You, you, and it was an encounter. It was awesome. But then there's this whole other reality of walking that out, of doing that. This is significant because we feel when we get direction from the Lord and we have something, um, we answer a call of any kind. I believe we're all called in different realms, so it's not limited to the ministry gifts. And you feel that and you've identified, here's what I'm supposed to do, here's the direction I'm supposed to go, here's the location I'm supposed to go, here's the mission that I'm gonna be on. And there's this expectation it should go well. I'm doing what the Lord wants me to do. It should go well, right? And people should be happy about what I'm doing, right? Don't you expect that? And uh, it, it's a reality check. And when you first experience the opposition, even from people that are close to you, or it doesn't go well, or 
you don't have the funding to do it, and then it's a frustration, or you don't have the resources of the people to accomplish that task, and you find yourself very despondent and depressed because the word is intimidating you, the call is intimidating you. Here, do this, and you're, and you're stuck, you're frustrated. So that, that often happens, and sometimes when the Lord speaks to us, it's not easy to do. But the most dangerous thing is when you go have an immediate yes, and then you don't end up doing it and walking it out. And, and it's, it's easy to fall into that. Instead of making anybody feel bad about it, it's easy to be excited about something, to hear something, to have some direction and vision, um, and then not carry it out. And so let's turn to Matthew chapter 1. I just want to hit on this subject a little bit, a couple of scriptures. Matthew 21 is a parable. Start Matthew 21, verse 28. Matthew 21, verse 28. Jesus said to his critics, tell me, what do you think of this parable? There once was a man with two sons. The father came to the first and said, son... I want you to go and work in the vineyard today. The son replied, I'd rather not. (laughs) I'd rather not. But afterward, he deeply regretted what he had said to his father, changed his mind, and decided to go to the vineyard. The father approached the second son and said the same thing to him. The son replied, Father, I'll go. I'll do as you said. But he never did. He didn't go to the vineyard. Tell me now. Which of these two sons did the will of his father? And so this picture of people that are, you can can be in a situation where you're you're not even living before the Lord in any right way. And there's, it's it's interesting to find out how many people have a call in their life and they're, they're running the other direction. I mean, if you dig deep enough, some of the, some of the most, the worst behaving people on the planet have a call and they're they're going fast the wrong direction but if in their life that takes root they regret the resistance and the lord has this patient way of working with them all of a sudden they they realize what they've been called to do and they repent they turn and they do it the other side of that coin is the person that's sitting in church and doing, living, living as best you can, the way you know uh, to live. Um, and you hear things and you're where there's a yes. We're excited. We hear a word. We hear scripture. We know what we're called to do. And we're, yeah, 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 I'm going to do that. And then you walk at the door and life comes and you're just, you end up going your way. And it's like, we, you can look better in that, but you're not better because you haven't done, you haven't walked this out, you haven't followed this out. It takes commitment, takes a whole lot more. So there's this thing, you receive a word, you receive a revelation, you receive a command, a, a vision for ministry, it comes. And let's look at Romans chapter 6, verses 16. Don't you realize that grace frees you to choose your own master? But choose carefully. 
before you surrender yourself to become a servant, bound to the one you choose to obey. If you choose to love sin, it will become your master and it will own you and reward you with death. But if you choose to love and obey God, he will lead you into perfect righteousness. And of course we know that that brings liberty and freedom. It's about, the scripture's great because it's a, it, it, it identifies this. What master have you chosen to follow? And it can, there's the black and white, but then there's the not black and white. There's the, are you following the Lord or are you following yourself? And uh, you're following your own desires. Do those surpass or come in front of what the Lord has said or your fear or your reluctance to just do what you know you're supposed to do? So every time that we begin to live and we've said yes to things, and then we go our own way, there is a, um, there's a dread. There's a, a, a thing that, that hangs on you. You know you have unfinished things, things you've, especially when this is between you and the Lord, but it applies to people too. And it, it's so easy to justify not doing what you said you would do or care, walking that out, saying yes in the moment, because that goes much better. If so, you know, your mother, you know, back to our childhood, our mother or father tells us to do something. We know the right answer and the answer to stay out of immediate trouble is to go, yeah, I'll do that. Pick up your room, I'll do that. Yes, sure. Do this, wash the car, mow the grass. Okay, sure, I'll get to it. Don't forget to mow the grass. Got it, got it. And uh, it's cute when they're teenagers. It's not so cute when we're adults and we're doing that and acting that way. There is a, our yes needs to be with some thought. We're actually, who is the more righteous son? The son in that parable that says, no, I don't want to do that. It's going to be hard. It, it interrupts my life. It takes me where I don't really want to go. Say no, and they go, oh, I I got I to gotta do this. My, my conscience is convicting me. The Father asked me to do that. I promised him I'd do what he, what he asked me to do, so I need, I need to do this. I need to carry this out. So we, we make this change, and, and we, we come, we'll repent. The kingdom watches us, and so some of us that, you know, you've, you're, we, 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 we can identify ourselves of, am I living in sin or am I not living in sin? Am I, you know, I don't look like them. I'm not acting like them. I'm not behaving, behaving like somebody else you compare yourself to. But what the Father's looking for is who has obeyed me? Who has heard? Who has said yes? I mean, my, 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 in the passion of the moment, of a great meeting, a great under a great teacher, or a supernatural visitation, like some of, some of you have had, you you say yes. You're emotional, like yes, I'll do this, like I, you know, and then the walking it out, and then if you try and the difficulty of it, I I really believe that we've got to settle this. That it will more than likely be hard. There will be hardships. Stop expecting just because the Lord asked you to do it and you're obeying that things will go without a hitch. 
And this is the hard, this is where our confidence falls apart. Like things aren't going well, and if you're not set, and uh, if you, you've not really settled this in your heart, that you may have to contend for some things. I like it when I get a word, I get a promise, get direction. I do something and it goes well. Isn't that wonderful? It works out. But then there are those things that you have to contend. And I've been, the Lord's been dealing with me about, like I've been noticing this, cause I'll, I'll always, I'll often evaluate, I shouldn't have done this. I shouldn't have launched out in this. I shouldn't have gone this direction or that direction. <clears throat> I'll second guess myself. I come under condemnation. And we've got to get tough skinned. We've got to get resolved enough that we know what we believe. We know what we're supposed to do. And that in spite of having to contend for it, that you're, you're not wrong. The Lord hasn't forsaken you. You're just, you're on the planet. You're out on the football field in the middle of the game. Yeah, the other team, the guy on the other team is going to tackle you. He'll even hurt you if he can. He will steal the ball from you. It's like, hey, it's my ball. It's my turn. I'm going to run. What are you doing stripping that out of my arms, right? Would we, would we, if we were watching television, watching a pro football game or something, and, and we saw one of the players throw a temper tantrum because someone stole the ball out of his hands, you know, we'd be like, Good grief, man. Like, don't you look at your uniform. Don't you realize what you're doing? Of course. There's opposition. It's the other team. They're going to give you a hard time. They're going to put a smack on you. They're going to make you regret you grabbed the ball. That's, that's the intimidation. That's the game. Now apply that to your life. And it's like, oh, is that what's going on? You bet. Some of you are the, the most valuable players but you've got to stay in the game. When you get the ball, run, Forrest. Like, don't look back, go. Go for it. Like, do it with all of your heart. And when we're, when we're back and forth and we're not confident about what the Lord's called us to do, where he's called us to go, who he's called us to speak to, I mean, has the Lord uh, pressed on your heart to speak to somebody, to share something with someone, and then it doesn't go well. They don't receive it or they don't receive it well. And you walk away going, huh. Got to come to the place where you're confident about, like you have a feel. I don't, I don't think you should manipulate people, but we need to do this and go, I know I was supposed to do that. It's, it's between them and God how it works out. I know I was called to this church. It's between, you know, it's like I've got to just do what I feel I'm to do. I know I'm called to this place. I knew the Lord told me to move here. I know the Lord told me to, to go there, to join this, to do this other thing. And, and so we've got to get into this thing where when we feel the Lord says, gives us direction, a command, that we go, yes, I'll do it, and I'll even contend. I'll even put on my gear, my battlement array. I'll even put on shin guards. I'll even put on a helmet. And it's like, I'm going to do this thing. We would look so different if we start living like that. No, this is, this is what I felt. 
I can't afford to be mad at anybody because it's not going well. I can't afford to be complaining because I don't feel like I have the resources. Take a couple steps and see what the Lord provides. That would be what I say. Like, start to walk in it. It's like, I don't have enough to start. Are you sure? Can you take a step? Can you begin a movement towards what the Lord wants you to do? Because the supply will come as you go. The resource will come as you go. The grace will come. And I, this is, this is what, why Romans 6, 16. Grace frees you to choose your own master. Grace enables you to say yes, but choose wisely. Like, choose that master. He'll lead you to life. The other master will lead you to death. Let's look at James chapter 1. B, we know this, we're familiar with this uh, phraseology, this passage, be doers of the word. James chapter 1, verse 22, and reading out of the Passion Translation, don't just listen to the word of truth and not respond to it. Isn't this, isn't this the most challenging thing for us that we no, you normally go to church, you normally fellowship with, with believers? But you can be very complacent in doing that if you aren't careful to do, to be a doer of what you hear. We often have this satisfaction like, yeah, I agreed to that. I agreed with that word, like, amen. But the Lord would say, but you haven't done it yet. Did you do it? And oh my, when you start looking at this, back up a little bit and realize how serious this is we're often often getting words and direction we hear a word and it you know you know when it's highlighted and it's not okay to walk out and not apply it it's it's not a good thing it's not healthy you're serving the other master the master that keeps you distracted from doing god's will when you talk yourself out of it, you go, ah, it's not that important. You feel an impression to go over to the neighbors, to do something. It's like, oh man, I'm gonna look really stupid if this doesn't go well. Maybe. But it's the people that take the risk to follow and obey those little inklings and direction. There's a great reward. Man, baby, sometimes you get rejected, but when it, when it hits, it's like hitting the, you know, you know, out comes the, out comes the gold. It, this, it'll lift depression off of you. It'll, it'll change, it'll transform you to walk and follow the Lord and, and get to see the fruit of it. Like you obeyed and, and in due time, bam, jackpot. Don't just listen to the word of the truth and not respond to it, for that is the essence of self-deception. Wow. Talk about demonology 101. Just hearing the word and not responding, not doing what you heard to do. So always let his word become like poetry written and fulfilled by your life. We get discouraged often. We're not hearing. We can't hear from the Lord. We're not getting direction. We're watching someone else. They're hearing things. They're getting direction. They're getting words. They do this. They do that. <clears throat> We're like, I'm not, the Lord hasn't told me anything. <clears throat> Back up. 
and ask yourself, what's the last thing that he told you to do? Did you do and did you do it? Did you take that serious, as small as it may have seemed, and done what he asked you to do? There's a reward and joy in, in getting back to fulfilling your word fulfill, and fulfilling those things. The Lord doesn't forget, and actually your conscience doesn't forget. I mean, this is a big deal. I'll get into a thing where I'm saying yes to a lot of things. Can you do this? Can you fix that? Can you whatever? And all of a sudden, I've got a backlog of things that are unfulfilled. And uh, I remember I was in a season just a couple years ago, and I'd realized, oh, my God, I got I to gotta get a grip on this. I have promised this person this, and I've promised that person that. And, I, and they're, not, they're not bothering me about it. They're just like, yeah, they're patiently waiting. But it's on my conscience. I know I haven't fulfilled that. I didn't do that thing. And I, 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 I'm like, it got so heavy on me. I could have even gotten away with it. Just move, keep moving, keep moving, you know. But it, it, didn't, it wasn't going away, and I became very aware. Like, I got a backlog, a couple things I promised to do. They're not even easy things. I got to focus, and I, like, made my list. Like, I got I to gotta knock these off. I got to do this. Like, put everything else on hold that's somewhat current and go, I got to fulfill this thing. And, uh, and so I, I, it was like I went through this thing, and I, I did these. Check, check. There were two or three things that were old like two three years old yeah and so it's important these are the these are the those are your commitments and obligations and then there's this other thing where the lord's commanding you to do they're very similar things you feel to do things you're you you said yes to need it's important to go back fulfill those things if in verse 23 you listen to the word and don't live out the message you hear you become like the person who looks in the mirror of the word to discover the reflection of his face in the beginning. Verse 24, you perceive how God sees you in the mirror of the word, but then you go out and forget your divine origin. You forget where you come from. You forget who you're called to do. If you slip into doing things you should not do, here's, here's the key. You've forgotten who you are. You've forgotten what your destiny is. You've started acting like you're one of them and not like you're one of us, one of the called, one of the chosen, one of the ones who are under his lordship. Lordship, good question. Are you under the lordship or are you just attending? Are you just going through the, the, the motions of belonging to something. Lordship is, he's Lord. You, you live under him. You're accountable to him, not even to people as much as you are to him. You forget your origin, verse 20, 25. But those who set their gaze deeply into the perfecting law of liberty are fascinated by and respond to the truth they hear and are strengthened by it. They experience God's blessing in all that they do. So a secret to living in joy, more than you may think, is doing what you said yes to 
fulfilling the things that you, you felt the Lord told you to do. And sometimes it's hard to catch up with things that are time has passed. But if you can, as much as you can, remember what you've said yes to in the Lord. Remember what you've agreed to and do your best to fulfill it. And it's amazing the effect it will have on you. I'm telling you, our conscience doesn't forget as quickly as our mind seems to. And, and if it's there and your conscience knows that, that it's unfulfilled, it, it'll just be a weight on you, but you won't necessarily know what it is. But it'll hang on you. You come back, stop, and I believe there will even be a grace for this. The, the son that said, no, I'm not doing that. I mean, how long did that process take? Maybe it was... Maybe it was a few hours later after his father told him, asked him to do this, and he said no. Maybe it was a few years later. Maybe it was a decade, decade later. Maybe it was 25 years later. I mean, it's funny how the Lord in us, it's like our timing is, but for the Lord, like, it's still there. And as long as you still have breath, it's it's not too late to obey the Lord in some way that you can, if, if, if you can. So I just feel it's a big, it's a, it's a root of depression. It's a root of heaviness coming on us, of losing our passion for life. And when we get that lined up, passion comes back. Psalms 51, David talks about that, like, that his passion for life gets restored as he gets his heart right with the Lord and he, he, and he changes and he repents for things, then the, the desire to live again gets stirred back up, comes back around. So let's pray. Father, I ask in Jesus' name that you'll bring to memory, back to memory, the things you've asked us to do, the things you've put on our heart. And for any number of reasons, we didn't step out in it. If it's not too late, we want to commit ourselves to doing the thing you ask us to do. That there will be mercy from you and a grace to do it. And if it's too late, we'll repent and we ask for another opportunity for you to instruct us and that this time around we'll be more serious and intent and intentional about doing what your word said. Whether it's simple as an act of kindness towards someone, whether it's restoring a relationship, whether it's sending a message, whether it's giving a gift or blessing or money, whatever it may be, Lord, Ask, we ask for the grace that we will not be just hearers of the word. That when no one's looking, we will be doers. That when no one paid attention to what we didn't do, that because of our conviction from you, we will fulfill that thing to the best of our ability. We ask you for a grace to come on us. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Contend for what the Lord.
ask you to do and what he's given you. Amen. Amen.